Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Discerning Daughters podcast, where sisters in Christ discuss the Word of God together and how its principles apply to our lives today. I'm Rachel, and I'm so excited to learn together. Let's get started. Hi again. I hope you all had a wonderful God-conscious week so that you were able to see him working in your life. It's been really cool the past couple days reading Hebrews and learning about the angels, how their purpose is to be ministering spirits sent to help us walk to the kingdom. What a cool topic. Um, Maybe we can talk about that sometime too. So anyway, if you missed last week's episode, you can now give it a listen anywhere podcasts are available if you search Discerning Daughters on your app or platform. If you're new for this episode, this podcast is designed for faithful women who use the Bible for guidance and accept it as God's holy inspired word. If that's you, then you're a discerning daughter. Now you don't have to listen to the first episode. I saved you 10 minutes. Um, I did get some feedback for last week's episode. No verses or further thoughts to share, but I do still encourage those listening to send me those at discerningdaughters at gmail.com. My mom's feedback was not to sniffle when recording, (laughs) so I do apologize, and I'll do my best this time, mama. Sorry, guys. It was a rough allergy. It is a rough allergy season in the Northeast. If you listened to last week's episode, then you know I was considering doing the next episode on motherhood. The reason I wanted to do it on motherhood is because it's a very relevant topic in my life as a new mom. Perhaps some of you listening are also new moms, or pray to be someday. Or maybe you've been a mom for many, many years. For today's episode, I just hope to share with you my experience so far with motherhood and how God has used it to mold me. So, let's get started. For as long as I remember, I wanted to be a mom. I'm the youngest in my family and one of the youngest in my extended family. So I didn't have a lot of younger kids in my life growing up. This made it all the more exciting when I would get a chance to play with little kids or hold babies at different events and parties. I think I worked the idea of motherhood up so much in my mind that I actually let my natural desires for motherhood overlook the spiritual significance of it. And I'll get more into that later. There may be those among you who are free spirits, who wake up each day and say, I wonder what I'll do today. Or maybe you just take each day as it comes. Maybe you live in the now. Perhaps you're fun and spontaneous, always ready for a surprise or an adventure. That is totally not me. I love planning. I love lists. I love goal setting. And I love to check things off as I go. And for me, The ultimate goal that I saw for my natural life on earth was to always be a mom. Of course, I knew other things had to take place first, and I prayed that they would. But ultimately, there was nothing more I wanted than to be a mama. Maybe some of you felt this way too. And maybe also some of you have experienced finally reaching a goal after years and years of planning Sometimes there can actually be a sense of emptiness when you get there. What now? This isn't what I thought I would feel. For me, motherhood was no different. Perhaps you felt this way too. Now, I am so thankful and grateful to have a daughter and to be her mom. I love her so much and I learn from her every day. I know she is a blessing from God. So please don't misunderstand this episode to be a complaint 
or to not truly understanding the gift of life that only God gives. The danger with my mindset, and perhaps you've had this before too, whether it be motherhood or something else, is that my desire was temporal, not eternal. Despite having what I've always wanted, the world is still a terrible place. I don't really have to tell you that, just turn on the news. There's so much injustice in this world, poverty, disease, evil. So I'm not saying it's wrong to want to be a mom. If you're blessed to be a mother, it's an amazing gift from God. I'm also not saying it's wrong to set goals. I think I personally would go a little crazy if I could not have all my lists. But what I am saying is that everything we do in our lives needs to be done to the glory of God. That is the only way we can find contentment and satisfaction from this life. Without him, our flesh will always be looking for something else, for the next thing. So this is the first lesson and one of the things I did not expect about motherhood, that it would not actually be enough. In fact, it has shown me that this world needs Christ more than ever. I've never felt more convicted in my faith and wanted Christ's return more. I want my daughter to be raised in God's perfect kingdom on earth. So the first lesson that I learned from motherhood was that all things need to be done to God's glory. Now in the mundane day-to-day things of motherhood, it's sometimes hard to see that. But that's because maybe I was concentrating on the natural. But if I look to the end goal, our ultimate end goal, which is pleasing and serving God and only through grace being granted entrance into his kingdom, then we will do all things, even the day-to-day mundane things, to his glory. Because being a mother, it's not actually about me or you. It's about God. We don't raise kids so that they can be like us. We raise them so they can be like Christ. The Bible tells us many things about children. Jesus says, bring the children to him because such will be the kingdom. It also tells us that children are heritage from the Lord. So if you have the gift of a child, that's what it is. It's a gift. Or maybe perhaps a better way to look at it is a loan. God has given you this talent. How are you going to increase it so that you can bring more glory to him? Unfortunately for me, I did not have a spiritual mindset going into motherhood. Brian and I prayed we would become parents. We knew we wanted to raise our child, to have our beliefs, to have faith in God. We wanted to bring our child to meeting, to Sunday school, to Bible schools. But... Becoming a parent is not another thing on your life checklist or something to add to your lofty accomplishments. Shortly after becoming a mom, I realized it's most certainly not about me at all. Which brings me to the next thing I learned about becoming a parent. God's love for us. As a Bible student, you might already be familiar with the different forms of love in the Bible. If you are, then you would of course know that agape love represents God's love for us, and it's the most powerful love because it implies a sacrificial love. As opposed to other forms of love, like maybe a romantic love, which could be a passionate feeling, or a brotherly love that might be more of a warm fondness towards someone, agape does not come natural to us because as humans, we're naturally selfish and we put ourselves first. So when my healthy baby girl was handed to me, I did cry tears of happiness and thankfulness 
I immediately loved her, but I did not agape her. And then after a few days of sleepless nights and baby blues hormones, she started to feel like a stranger to me, a little crying stranger who soaked up all my energy because I wasn't ever really used to putting anyone else's needs before my own. And the most basic form of selfishness I used to eat when I was hungry, sleep when I was tired, drink when I was thirsty, and so on. But now all of these things came second to caring for my daughter. So this love was a choice. I chose to love her, to continue to take care of her, and do all I could to love her. And what began to grow inside me is the most powerful and fierce love I have known yet. I would do absolutely anything for my girl. Now, of course, there are other ways to experience agape love besides being a mother, But for me, it was not until I had my daughter that I began to understand God's love for us. She's six months old and I'm still only beginning to understand. Quite honestly, I expect to continue to be a beginner at God's love until his son's return because I think it is so far beyond our human grasp and comprehension. But scripture does tell us what we can do to learn about it now. Let's look at some of the verses about it. In the last episode, I referenced John 3.16, which is perhaps the most well-known verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This love is totally beyond our comprehension. Romans tells us this in Romans 8 verse 38. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So while motherhood has given me the smallest glimpse of agape, it's called to mind to show how huge Christ's love is for us because while I do agape my daughter, Christ showed this love to everyone and we're called to do the same. John 13, 34 tells us a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. And the word for love here is agape, that's self-sacrificing love. You might know 1 Corinthians 13 as the love chapter. And it is a great chapter and it tells us about some of the characteristics of love and what it should look like in our lives. But I think perhaps the stronger love chapter in the Bible is actually 1 John 4. I'm just going to read verse 7 to 12 of 1 John 4, and perhaps maybe you'll start to agree with me. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So this verse tells us not only that God loves us, but that he is love. God is agape love. And this love can live inside us if we show this love to those around us. Now it's easy for me to love my daughter. She's my daughter. She's a cute little baby. But what about those around me? 
my neighbors, my brothers and sisters. We're supposed to have this love to everyone. Luke 6 tells us, If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And then in verse 35, But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. So the second lesson I learned in motherhood was the tremendous amount of love God has for us. And not just his love for us, but our calling to show this love to everyone. Now I could go on about more lessons I've learned from motherhood and the lessons I shared can of course be learned in other ways besides through motherhood. But for the sake of time, I'd like to keep each episode to around 10 to 15 minutes. So I'll wrap things up for today. I also just want to say this episode was pretty heavily anecdotal. I don't intend for all the episodes to be like this, but as I stated in the first episode, I do want to be honest about some of the things I've struggled with and the lessons I've learned through these times. So in summary, first, everything we do can and should be done to God's glory. And second, God's love for us is so incredible. While we cannot fully comprehend it or even live it now, we see it in the perfect sacrifice of his son. And we're called to show this love as best we can to those around us. If we do God lives in us, and he will reward us at his son's return. Speaking of his son's return, let's end this episode with a kingdom vision. This week's is Revelation 21, verses 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. As always, please send me thoughts, further verses to consider at discerningdaughters at gmail.com. God be with you. Do you have a question or comment about today's episode? Send me an email at discerningdaughters at gmail.com. I also really encourage you to send me topics that you think would be helpful for women to listen to. Thanks again.